Here I am sitting, going through the checklist of my mind, like, got everything for this podcast, right? Boy, my mouth feels a little bit dry. Boom, boom, neither side of me has a water. Do you need me to grab one real quick? Do I need you to grab one? It would help. You're closer, aren't you? I'm a little bit closer. You are. So as she goes and gets the water, I'll welcome everyone to our... Happy little podcast baby. Podcast baby. Hey, <laughs> she's back already. That's how close the water was. In this studio of ours, things are pretty close. Why are you snoring? You're not sleeping. No, I just... Uh, I you think in- I'm boring? I inhaled, and that's just what happens in my nose, because I'm a little piggy girl. I'm a fat little piggy girl. Don't be so kind to yourself. <laughs> I snort when I laugh sometimes. It's stupid. Some people think that's appealing. And no I'll say this. I've never appealing. noticed you snorting when you laugh. But I also am quite oblivious at times. Yeah, you are in your own world most of the time. You will often have a... Everyone. You have a headphone in one ear. You're in another world. I don't even have to have that in my ear to be in another world. No, but that's often the case. You often just have something else going on. It, it's rare that you're actually in the moment. I'm in this moment. This magic moment. Who sings that? I don't know. Well, we're going to find out right now. This magic moment. Shriek. <laughs> I didn't think I was a shriek. And for me, it is. Well, you got headphones it's in. It's Pashriek O'Neal. It's Pashriek <laughs> That was funny for you're, us. You're so. It's it. like your whole world is Jim Norton and Patrice O'Neill. <laughs> At this point, it's almost it's more Patrice than Jim. I'm very into Patrice O'Neill, even if I disagree with a lot of things am- he said. It's he's amazing so how much funny. there is, and he wasn't even around for like the podcast era. No, you know what I mean. But he Imagine was on morning radio all the time, so it's pretty yeah. much what it was. Imagine Patrice O'Neill's podcast, because you know that was going to happen. Oh, it would have been great. Right? I would have listened to it, and he just would have been his weird, racist, misogynistic I know. He would, he would be the Anthony Cumia <laughs> of black people. I don't, think he's qu- I don't think he's quite as bad, but... Well, he's nothing now. Di- he's something. Diabetes ate him. He's got to be something. He got eaten by bugs. He's bones. He's bones, he's bones. Was it cremated? Pashrico Neil. I have no idea. I don't know either. That's why I asked you. Uh, the song was by The Drifters. This magic moment. Man, there's something about the way you're doing it that just... It's like almost nails on a chalkboard to me. <laughs> and I don't know why. It makes me uncomfortable. You don't like it when I go... It's because you're not completing the words and it kind of makes me want to scream. <laughs> I don't know why. Makes you want to shriek. Oh, Pashriek O'Neill. <laughs> I'm not going to let that go. Introduce this podcast, please. Oh, I don't even know what's going on today. Hello. Welcome to Couple of Critics Podcast. I am uh, Michelle Mybell. I'm Sam the Ham. Oh, I thought you were going to go with an actual nickname. I have an actual. What's my nickname? You, uh, Sam Wanwell. <laughs> that is one Michelle of my Michelle My Bell and Sam Wanwell. Hey, it rhymed too. Mm-hmm. If only I had the foresight and the common sense. Or the foreskin, but all of those things are gone. Nope, that's gone. 
Long, long gone. One of the first times we, I think the very first time we had sex, you were like, oh my God. afterwards, you're like, I want to see your scar. <laughs> and you just investigated my penis. <laughs> I'm a woman who believes in science. <laughs> and <laughs> I was just curious. And I let you, I was just like, okay, go for it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Touch it. <laughs> Pay attention to it. <laughs> Look at it real close. That was really funny. Oh, man. Uh, my breathing feels like, not labored, but you know when you like giggle a lot and you feel a little short of breath? I'm there. Listen to my breathing. You're always like, you know this situation that just specifically <laughs> pertains to me, but you know how this happens to everyone like it's normal? No, Sam, I do not. What? <laughs> Why are we? You don't get short of breath from laughing. I I don't. I guess it's just not ringing any bells right you, now. You don't wake up in the middle of the night grasping for an inhaler that's not there. We're not the same. I also don't do that. I haven't needed an inhaler in a long time. Do you think the older I get, I'll gravitate towards needing that kind of stuff again? I don't know. Especially on the path that I am. I'm not a goddamn doctor. I have no idea. I'm not. Lo- I don't know what the insides of you look like. I assume not well. Like a bong. And I, I've <laughs> found out that my glucose levels are just a little elevated. What's glucose? Is that blood sugar? It's blood sugar. And you I don't. Got- I don't want to end up being diabetic like my big fat mm. racist grandpa. So <laughs> I need to eat more vegetables and fruits, even though I don't really love fruits. Fruits are kind of lame to me. I definitely prefer fruits over vegetables, but fruits crash me just as hard as sugar does. Well, there are a lot of fruits that are also, uh, that are like, it depends on like the kind of sugar that it is and stuff. So like, like berries and apples and things like that are good, but then like bananas that can contain like tons of sugar mm. and stuff like that or like pineapple and like there's just, are you saying there's bad fruits? There are fruits that affect you in a more negative way. So things like berries, for example, and like melons and stuff can often be healthier for you. Gotcha. Not all sugars in, in fruits are created equal. But I assume that they are still better than like... Than like a pie? Well, not even a pie. I was thinking like a Zagnut. What the fuck is a Zagnut? Isn't that a it's like a candy, candy bar, bar from what, the 40s? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's in Beetlejuice. That's where I saw it. Zagnut. <laughs> You've never heard of a Zagnut? I've heard of it, but it's not like a real thing, is it? I've never seen wow. anyone consume a Zagnut. Well, we're going to get you a Zagnut and you're going to try it. What if it's your new favorite candy bar? That's probably not going to happen. <laughs> All right. I think I'm going to order you a box of Zagnuts because I know you're going to like them. I do like nuts and chocolate together. I think it might be. I actually think it's kind of fan fucking tastic. And if we're talking caramel, you can also count me in because (laughs) I think like I think that a Snickers without the nougat would be the most perfect candy bar of all time. Really? Probably. All right, here's what a Zagnut is. Or like it like with like it's like a Twix without the cookie and add peanuts. Mm. It'd be more like a cluster. What the fuck is it? okay. 
Like a peanut it's, cluster with caramel. Main, its main ingredients are peanut butter and toasted coconut. You can suck <laughs> my dirty butthole <laughs> after I have, hold on, taken a nasty <laughs> shit and used the bidet and my <laughs> asshole's like... <laughs> In all directions, and then my ass cheeks are covered. That's one thing that's not great about the bidet is that the inside of my asshole may be clean, but now the outside of me is very dirty. Not if you hit it with another blast of water. Twice. Once, wipe. Twice, wipe. Do you have the sort of bidet situations, though, that after you bidet and, like, you stand up and pull your pants up that you, before you flush... Have to wipe the inside of the toilet. Uh, yeah, it gets everywhere now. Okay, ever yeah, since we, everywhere. Ever since I uh, we got the new toilet seat, the bidet has been. It's out. It's not aligned. It has been the way throwing that it was. water everywhere. So yeah, there's. It's a. It's a fucking mess down there, man. <laughs> I agree with you. But it still feels better than not using that cold water because there's. Being in a bathroom with absolutely no ventilation, and that is None. apparently probably not up to code, according to your mother. <laughs> um, it, I don't think it's good that it doesn't have any ventilation. I think it's wonderful. No windows, no like vents, yeah. no airflow, supposed, it's, nothing. It's just at the be, dead end of a, of a hallway. You're supposed to be in shame. <laughs> For living in this house, I am. Grateful and in shame. Um, but it uh, it gets real hot. And then if you have a diet like like I do, and you have a body that hates food like I do. I have a, bo- I have a, uh, a diet like you do. But our bodies <laughs> respond to food differently. My yeah. body hates a lot of things that I consume. And, and for I'm generally pretty good. I don't know how. <laughs> I have no idea. How. I've hit the jackpot in that world. Now, what I didn't hit the jackpot in is the face and the hair color. Oh, and the teeth. You don't think the hair color is superior? People like redheads, huh? I mean, they didn't when you were a kid. No, the hair color designates that you have a hard time in the sun. I think that redheads are often better looking as adults than as children. Oh, that's one hundred percent. Factual. It's actual and it's factual. I can't. I can't wait till I'm like fifty and I'm like, oh, he's a good-looking man. Finally, the only lady. Sam, that's, you're all right. The only two ladies that have complimented me are you and that old lady in the grocery line. Oh, three people. The third person on Batesville Online or whatever that said mm. I was the hottest person in Batesville. Someone who had a crush on you. <laughs> And then I broke their heart because I was like, he's my bitch. He's my bitch. It's a candy bar with peanut butter center covered in a layer of coconut. Anyway, let's get to the reason we're here, ladies and gentlemen. Way to kill the goddamn vibe. I'm not killing a vibe. I'm transitioning coconut the vibe. Coconut is disgusting. Oh, the vibe of the candy bar. Not me killing the vibe Don't of the podcast. Don't bring me back to the candy. <laughs> Don't no, bring me down. You're talking, if, if you pretend that coconut is a delicious, tasty treat. No, it's not. Then it's going to throw me off center. I don't think it's a delicious treat. I'm just telling you what the Zagnut fully was. Hey. candy bar with a peanut butter center covered in a layer of coconut. Zagdees. Zagdees. <laughs> That was the dumbest thing I've ever Zag done. Zag D's nuts. Yeah, I know, but I just wanted to leave it there. I thought it was ultra stupid to leave the end off. Please uh, explain why we're here today. Uh, we're here to talk about the movie 
Friday. Hey yo, recording on a Saturday. Stop. Yeah, yeah, we are. We we watched it on a Friday. We though. did. We retired because trying to watch a movie on a Friday night is not. It's not a waste, but it's rough. My brain is scrambled, and I'm so tired by a Friday evening. And by the time we actually watch the movie on a Friday night, it's like... Evening. It's getting dark. I'm tired. I've been tired all week. I don't sleep as well during the week. I don't sleep well on the weekends at this point (laughs) either. I'm, I'm definitely regressing in my sleep lately, and I don't know what the fuck is going on. You gotta take one of those sleep aids tonight. You got nothing to do tomorrow. I, Just zonk yourself out. I guess if I had AIDS, I'd sleep more. We'll let you sit in that one. Yeah, I will sit in that one <laughs> after a nice bidet splash. <laughs> like a dirty water. Area. So, Sam. Yeah. You chose a movie this time. I chose time. a movie. I chose 1995's Friday, starring Ice Cube and Chris Tucker. And most importantly, John Witherspoon. Um, absolutely. <laughs> and get... only, not only that, the very first person you see in the movie. So I feel yeah. like we're set up to be like, this is the man. Yeah. I want to talk about some numbers first, though. It was released April 26, 1995. What the fuck? You want to talk about numbers? Oh, not random numbers. Certain numbers that have to do with this movie. 69 is not random. It's very specific. It's random to this movie. <laughs> I doubt it. There's so... None of the adult men in this movie are eating pussy. Michelle. Debo is 69ing. You think Debo's licking pussy? He's licking Felicia's pussy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this movie was released April 26th. It could have been released on April 20th. I'm kind of surprised they didn't go for that since the movie's. Uh, it's an odd day. Got a lot of weed going on in it. Isn't there an odd day? No, it probably wasn't on the. Yeah, you're and right. And was 420 as big of a thing in 1995? I'm sure it was, yeah. I think it's been a big thing for a long time. I want to know when 420 became a thing. Well, you look into that. This movie was made for $3.5 million and oh, I made $27.4 million. So In I would the box say office. That's a fucking success. Not counting people buying VHSs and DVDs. Like this guy this. did. I bought a DVD of it. I know, or VHS of it back in the day. I know I did. Might have even bought it from uh, Classic Pizza when they got rid of their. VHS tapes. I worked, for the people out there, I worked at a pizza place called Classic Pizza. And for a long time, they had a wall of VHS tapes that you could get pizza and rent VHS tapes at, which was magical. And when I first started there, maybe four months, they had the tape still. And then they sold them all, and I got dibs on a lot of them. 1990, or 1990, 1971. Yeah. Isn't it, like, based off the penal code? It's five... uh, uh, This is on Wikipedia, so take it or leave it, bungholes. It says that five high school students in California used the term 420 in connection with the plan to search for an an abandoned cannabis crop based on a treasure map made by the grower. Okay. I think I've actually heard of this But I've heard that it was like that people were meeting after... Like, let's meet at this time or something. So I guess I've heard different... I don't... But... It's probably like skateboard tricks, Michelle, where several people at the same time were doing it. Well, I don't. I assume a lot of these websites just copy each other's yeah, stuff. Yeah, I'm sure. But all uh, origins, 1970s California. So, all right. So this movie is technically a success, I would say, in the box office. And you know who made this movie? 
I'm excited to say this. CeeLo Green. Nope. New Line Cinema. What does that mean? New Line Cinema is the house that Freddie built. What does that mean? I don't know what that means. New Line Cinema. They just released all the Freddie films, and they were known as the uh, production company is the house that Freddie built. <laughs> so when I see New Line Cinema being a Freddie fan, I just get excited. Okay, so the house that Freddie It's the built. house that Freddie built. That's just... So like, I've never heard this. Okay, this is so, like news to me. This so is, like New Line Cinema, like they were a production company. That so they existed before this, before Freddie. Oh, uh, yeah, they existed before Freddy, but then they made Freddy while Nightmare on Elm Street. And a Nightmare on Elm Street was such a big fucking hit that uh, New Line Cinema... Became a thing. Became huge. New Line Cinema has made so much shit that you've seen. I've seen New Line Cinema at the beginning of movies, but I did, I'd never heard this. Yeah. The house that Freddy built that with his fucked thing, up hands. I mean, yeah. That little emblem is... You've just seen it a million times, but... Uh, Robert Shea is the guy who made it. Robert Shea's in a couple of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Robert I, I O'Shea? It's O'Shea Jackson? Is that what you're trying to get into? Uh-huh. <laughs> Robert O'Shea Jackson? <laughs> For the people that don't know, that's Ice Cube's real name. She's it sure just is. throwing fucking Easter eggs in here. Uh, oh, it's Easter. I'm a bunny rabbit. But I didn't mean to get this a huge fucking bump because of the house that Freddie built. I just, I just never heard this. this was, I, I, mean, I just assumed this is something I was I, unaware of, clearly. I guess what a roundabout way of saying is that Freddy Krueger is responsible for getting this movie made. If not for Freddy Krueger, New Line Cinema is not having hits. They also did Final Destination. They're still around. They do a bunch of shit. They did a lot of like horror icon kind of stuff. That makes sense because even though Final Destination, like... It's it's like a scary action type movie. I don't know how really, like it's scary, but it's more like a mental scary. There's not like an actual like there's not a physical monster. No, did you know that they thought about trying to make one though, where like you would see a physical like uh, apparition or whatever of apparition? I think we've yeah, talked yeah. about this before, and <laughs> we were glad that it didn't happen. Yeah, it would but... suck. But then Tony Todd being involved in that movie and being a horror guy. He's in a couple of those movies. So it, that makes sense. Uh, so Friday. Friday. So we were talking about the cast. I don't know if you want to go by characters here just as we meet them and we can just talk about it. Well, we do meet uh, the titular character. I would consider him the most important character of the movie, even if he's not in it enough. John Witherspoon? John what motherfucking What's his Witherspoon. name? I know it's last name of Jones. Craig Jones is Ice Cube's character. He mm. is Mr. Jones. It's, it's just, just Mr. Mr. Jones. and Mrs. Jones. So the whole time I've been thinking, me mm-hmm. and Mrs. Mrs. Jones, and I wonder if Ice Cube, being such like a soul and funk fan, is doing little things like that. We're like, we're gonna be, she's gonna be Mrs. Jones. Yeah, probably. Which I wouldn't be surprised at all. And I loved, I mean, I'm, we're not talking about John Witherspoon right now, but the soundtrack and the music of this fucking movie. It's good. And just the way that I it's can f- feel Ice Cube's like life in this because I know he wrote it semi autobiographical. Like there's some things that are based off of shit. Mm-hmm. But just the way the vibe feels, the vibe has the same feel as Trailer Park Boys, where it feels genuine. It feels like these people lived all of this, and they actually know what they're talking about. And I don't know John Witherspoon's background. I don't know stand-up comedian. I I should have looked into this, but 
I thought you were doing research and stuff for I this. Did so I thought you I were... didn't do research about John Witherspoon. I did research about this movie. <laughs> I didn't go deep on the people themselves. Uh, but John Witherspoon's comedic timing and just character choices, I don't know what he's like in real life. But I like well, to he's think dead. Well, what he was like in real life, but his mannerisms, I like to think, are just part of his everyday thing. And you just hire John Witherspoon to be John Witherspoon. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. And I think that that became he was himself because a lot I, of the uh, versions like of himself. He was kind of a similar character in the Wayans Brothers show. Mm-hmm. Pops. Yeah, he has pops. Uh, okay, so it says here on Wikipedia. His career is that he worked occasionally as a model, and then in the 60s uh-huh. and 70s, he began to take a liking towards comedy. So he began his stand-up comedy career. Okay. And then he made friends in the business. Uh, Tim Reed, Richard Pryor, oh, Robin Tim Williams, Reed. Okay. Uh, Jay Leno, David Letterman, all those classic people. And then because uh, he, he was in Meteor Man, I guess. Oh, he was. Yeah, I don't think. I because wasn't that something that was a character, and then it turned into a movie, or was it just a movie? I feel like it was just a movie that that one guy wrote. Maybe I. I think it was one of those things that may have been on TV a lot at one point when we had movie channels, uh, but I remember almost nothing from it. The only thing I remember from Meteor Man is a meteor crashes to Earth somehow, and he like finds the chunk, and it's in his house, and it gives him like special powers. Now, I, he doesn't come from space? No. He's like a nerd whose life is tough and a meteor comes down and he picks it up and the meteor gives him special powers. So that's how he becomes Meteor Man, which I also get confused with Blank Man. Oh, yeah. With uh, sorry, Damon, Damon Wayans, Wayans yeah. which I get confused with Handyman. I feel like Blank Man was just... They wanted to do a handyman movie, but they knew they couldn't get away with it, so they just did Blank Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if that's the case, but that's the way my mind has made things up. Just like my mind has made up each subsequent Jaws movie, it's the child of the next of the previous Jaws, and it's a revenge story each time. But that's not the case. But as a child, that's what my mind decided. So there are no sharks. In Friday, even though it is located in California. (laughs) And let me say something here. Yeah. Most of this movie takes place at uh, Craig Jones's house. Yeah. The pink color scheme of everything (laughs) inside and outside the house. Fucking puke. You don't like Mrs. Jones uh, decorating style? puke <laughs> well i assume everything they, looks like pepto-bismol it does look like pepto-bismol but doesn't it feel early 90s to you it's disgusting yeah like <laughs> when you see the uh pillowcases and the blankets and the, the like the rug in his room and stuff like it all feels like gross in 90s mm-hmm. but it just seems like pink everything inside of a house and painting the outside of the house pink is a really bad choice. It sounds like something that you would see in like a Barbie movie or like a John Waters movie. It does have a John Waters but feel. But I've also never been to California, so maybe stuff like that is more common than I realize. Are there a lot of pink homes? I don't Are there know. a lot of pink houses in California? I know there was like a lot of 60s and 70s uh, architecture that happened, so maybe all those colors and stuff are just left over. 
you know, I don't know if people in this movie, they're in the hood. So I don't know if people in the hood are necessarily worried about funds to paint their house. So it might just be left over from a radical time of color. You know like what I mean? Like 50s or something, something still? Yeah, it might even be further back further than that. You're right. Because, uh, like, they've got something in this movie that I've never had to deal with. And it's always wild every time I see it. Like, metal security doors mm-hmm. and metal security bars on your windows, which is fucked up and, and like, wild to for me to see. Yeah. Since I do not have to worry about that at all. That's, I would never want to live in an area where I would have to do that. Yeah. So I assume if that's where your budget has to go, you're definitely not worrying about painting your house. The only person who's worried about painting their house in this movie is Stanley, <laughs> the next door neighbor oh. who doesn't want them walking on the grass. That weirdo. He's weird. He's really weird. No one makes me uncomfortable like he does. He's, he's <laughs> in life like, or in this movie? <laughs> in the movie. I don't, I don't, I'm unaware of the actor. Who uh, I, I don't know his name either. Played him, but he uh, I mean, he he kind of looked familiar and kind of not. Ron Risser, Riser, it's probably Riser. Paul Riser's brother. Uh, he was in Anaconda. Oh really? So I guess, and I used to own that movie. So and I've Ice seen Cube that. is also in Anaconda. Yeah, he is with J Lo and. Uh, John Voight. John Voight doing the worst, like, Cajun weird accent I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I fucking loved that movie when it came out, though. I like Anaconda? Ice Cube. As, yeah. I owned it. Oh, I loved Anaconda. I, I loved Jennifer Lopez so much that I owned a lot of her movies. And then, like, the 90s and early 2000s. I like big, dumb snake movies enough that I wanted to go see it. <laughs> and, and, like, The Cell and stuff like I that. I remember seeing The Cell with Vincent, Vincent D'Onofrio. Mm-hmm. The movie creeped me out. Weird, and she smokes a joint in it. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, like, oh, they're showing that, like, she, you could be smart and stuff, and still like toke the reef, <laughs> toke the reef. <laughs> um, John Witherspoon. I want to get back to him. Magical. His first scene in this, and I've been making this reference for years because it's in Next Friday. I put some hot sauce on my burrito, baby. You know you look so good to me. The very first scene in this movie, he asks for a two-piece meal with hot sauce and all the fries you can give me while sleeping. This man is dreaming of, of food. ordering food. And then he thanks them and then licks his lips like he's getting ready to eat. <laughs> it's that magical John Witherspoon like mouth sounds that don't like gross me out. They just make me laugh where he's like, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Well, and then the next time we see him, he pops up because he's in bed and then... Uh, his son is awoken and he's getting milk out of the fridge and he shuts the door and then John Witherspoon is standing there eating grapes. Yeah. <laughs> Doing that shit where he's like licking his lips even with the grapes. You're it doesn't eating make grapes. any sense. He knows he's being insane. Yeah. He knows it's weird as hell. Yeah. And, and I, I'm wondering if it like his dad did that or something. Maybe. Because he's pulling it from somewhere and it's it's a weird thing to add but it's very specific and he just like made that part of his character as like a dad character in movies because again he's you know pretty similar and it's a great choice because it's goofy but he also gives this vibe of like you better do what he fucking says for some reason like he doesn't seem unintimidating he's like he seems goofy as hell but goofy and simple but also just like not gonna put up with your shit <laughs> not at all and the way he talks to craig in this movie is, uh how 
fuck every time I'm in the kitchen, you in here in the goddamn refrigerator. <laughs> I, w- I want some big feet. <laughs> yeah, the way the way he says words, it's just he was everything. It's comedically, and it's not over the top. You know, like it's not slapstick. It's, it's just it's definitely an elevated character. Like it's not necessarily. Super, it's not realistic but it might be realistic like i really think that there is an uncle or uh-huh. someone in his life that he is just imitating because a lot of times that happens and it's just like oh my god that's so crazy yep. but it's like or a guy the, you knew at the bar <laughs> yeah like this is someone i know like exactly those I, weird characters are almost always based on real people i f- it doesn't feel extreme in a way that like i've met and talked to people where after sentences they say and they're like so in their own world. They're not. They're like looking in a million directions as they talk. Yeah. That they're so ridiculous. You can look to the person you're hanging out with and be like, and like point and look, be like, what the fuck is going on? That's this character. I think if you met this Mister Jones character out in real life, you'd just be like, this guy is fucking hysterical. <laughs> but like honest, and you trust him, and you want to talk to him. He's not like crazy. But he's just hysterical, and he's always eating, and he's always licking his fingers. <laughs> he's always well. He's usually eating, or he's spraying something. Oh God, that shit scene! Ugh, and, and, a, the, and an all pink bathroom. Oh, uh, you're right. The pit, That's when, it, in my mind, it displays the most like pink, pink. You know, in and that gross. John Waters. Welcome to the dollhouse. It's kind of dirty. Way. <laughs> Even yeah. though Welcome would to you, the Don ha- Dollhouse is not John Waters. Which you're probably right. 50s. Because yeah. that's all that 50s. John Waters and that fucking. Uh, yeah. Welcome to the Dollhouse. Welcome I think dollhouse was vibe. 50s. Where they wear ish. glasses that have like corners to them. Big winged corners on them. <laughs> you know, like my Aunt Pam wore in her school photos. Oh, of course she did. <laughs> So let's talk about something briefly because okay, you please. did mention something. So uh, this is not available on streaming services. So this had to be rented. And um, I accidentally rented next Friday first. <laughs> and then uh, rented Friday afterwards because we have to watch that one. But uh, we still have next Friday that's rented <laughs> that we need to watch. And you, just, we briefly talked about this before we recorded. But you said that because you've seen them both, yes. you said that John Witherspoon is utilized more in the second one. I feel like he's utilized more in the second one, yes. He's so great. He is one of those people, because I, I did used to watch the Wayans Brothers on TV, because that was that was a ne- network show, or it was like the WB. One of the, like, It was one of those free channels yep, yep. that you get if you just set up an antenna and plug a TV in. Yeah, one of those Dawson's Creek channels. Yeah. <laughs> I, I watched all that shit, UPN. because that's what I had. I think... It merged with UPN or okay. something like that and became some, it, it, yeah, because then it became the CW. Yeah, I remember the CW. The CW. The WB. Yeah, that's what I'm talking <laughs> We had the racist frog. Was he racist? Or was he just actually Al Jolson in frog form? <laughs> I don't, I don't know, but, uh. I did uh, make a note about some of the acting in this movie. So you, this was um, started, or this was written by Ice Cube and his friend. Yeah, this was written by Ice Cube and DJ Pooh, who uh. plays Red in this movie, 
who was originally supposed to be the Smokey character, but the studio... The Chris Tucker character. Yeah, but the studio wanted somebody with more experience. And then we also discussed this, actually. Uh, you said that you thought that Chris Tucker is, like, overacting and stuff in this, or you felt that? I did on Friday Night's Watch, so... <laughs> Friday Night's Watch, like you were talking about. Well, I also You're... gave you my opinion. And I don't know if that altered your opinion or made you look at something. No, it didn't alter my opinion. I I enjoy having differing opinions. It gives us something to talk about. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Friday Night, I think I was just, I hit a lull in the middle. Mm-hmm. I was literally watching in the middle and I was like, man, this is just not as, he- as good as I remember it in the middle. On today's watch, I didn't feel that lull today. And I'm blaming the tiredness from just working on Friday and working yeah. all week. And it just doesn't, sometimes it, uh, a certain podcaster I love brings up this notion of bad movie, bad time, bad movie, or bad movie, bad mood, bad movie, good mood, good movie, bad mood, and good movie, good mood. Sometimes those combinations can affect, not that I was in a bad mood last night, but Obviously, I was tired if I'm getting a law that I did not feel today, and it's a 90-minute movie. It's the same as, and we've talked about this many times on this podcast, the mood that you're in when you listen to something for the first yeah, time. Yeah, absolutely. All of that 100% affects it. Um, I think, personally, that uh, I still haven't gotten to my original point, and I, at this point, <laughs> I don't remember what it is. Um, but- DJ Pooh is who we were talking about, and then you brought up that idea of overacting oh okay that's what it is so i think that chris tucker brings a charisma that i don't think dj Pooh had i think that no. dj Pooh worked for the smaller role yep as red yeah uh but i think that chris tucker even if he is ridiculous that he he is special there's a reason why he became popular and yes, he was what he, he had what he had for the time that he had it. And then he didn't pay his taxes. I think he was one of those people and then owed a bunch of money to the government. Yeah. It was like $9 million or something like oh, that by the that end of it. Fucking hurts. Uh, he blamed bad accountants. That happens a lot. I don't know how that happens. How do you not prioritize paying taxes? Because you grow up and you, nobody, People tell you to watch your back, but you think, you know, I've already got a good crew around me. I know how to spot good people. And you expect your money that you're paying these people for them to do their fucking job. And then they don't do their fucking job. They end up taking advantage of them. And then they don't get in trouble. Then you got to pay your taxes. And then you wasted all that money on a bad accountant. That's that's a weird. At the same time, you should kind of take a day. To check out your taxes every year and go, are we actually doing this right? Maybe get a second opinion. I guess it just seems if you're if you're robbing people that you should uh, have charges against you. Yeah. Well, I mean, just because you're bad at your job doesn't mean you're robbed somebody. Oh, you just pretend that it's it was a mistake. It, I didn't realize I made that mistake. I didn't realize I forgot, even though I'm an accountant, and that's like what I do is money, <laughs> and everyone what? knows about tax time, and that's all you see, like com- tax time commercials on TV in like March and shit to get ready for April when everything is due. Come and, on. And it might not even be that. They might just have been bad at dealing with certain kind of taxes that you got to do when you're dealing with millions and millions of dollars. You know what I mean? It's not like, I don't think you can do, if you're a millionaire, I don't think you're doing your taxes on fucking TurboTax. I think you've got to like put this in certain areas and you have to do certain things. So maybe just fucked it up and maybe they were just 
bad at their job and weren't manipulative. They may have just been bad at their job. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, But I just, I I think that he was good for this character. He is good. He's got a charisma like you're talking about. It's the same charisma he had in Rush Hour. Mm -hmm. It's the same reason I saw Rush Hour 2 nine times in the theater or something like that. Really? I definitely saw saw the first one in the theater. Unless it was this, when was the little? Maybe it was the second one. I don't know. When was the little girl brought into it? I have no idea. I was gonna say which is the one where at the end they slide down these giant, like Chinese Asian looking flags, and they slide down. That's well, the only thing I remember from a rush hour. And the do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? That's what I remember. <laughs> then Sam, what's the classic line that we get in this movie? But he stands. You just got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> you go so high on that. I know. I do my Cliff Tugger version. <laughs> uh, it, I'm not Chris Tugger. I'm Cliff Tugger. So the movie itself, it just takes. It's one day. It takes place like on that. a Friday. I like that. Uh, it, they're just hanging out. Uh, Ice Cube's character lost his job on his day off. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, I wanted to talk about this, which I think is an Craig interesting Jones. concept. Oh. Craig Jones gets woken up at the beginning of this movie. Oh, yeah. And the person who's at the door is two Jehovah's Witnesses. And one of them, I should have looked who the other person is because maybe they were somebody too. But the one who talks is fucking... It's Lawanda Page. Page. Aunt Esther from uh, Sanford and Son. Sanford and Son. She was in her 70s. Yeah. She was born in 1920. And she's really funny in that scene. She just is all Aunt Esther. You know they hired her because... She's Aunt Esther, and they wanted her to look like Aunt Esther. She was dressed like Aunt Esther. She was doing basically the same character as Aunt Esther. In the short Ex- amount of time that she was there, she <laughs> she said the she said the fuck word twice. Twice. I, it's Aunt Esther allowed to say fuck is who it was. Well, because she wasn't she a comedian or something. Like she was friends with uh, Red Fox. I thought. Yeah, she was. So that's how she got the job. Even though like he was really mean to her. Her character on the show. Yeah. His character was mean to her character. Uh, they were actually buddies and compadres. Of course. How could you not be with Aunt Esther? She looks like a joy. Her oh, face is just man. built for Gorilla comedy. cookies. Yeah. Gor- I mean, that he's. it may be a joke, but he's not off. <laughs> uh, and this is the realization I had while I was talking. That it is the actual Aunt Esther character. Because Aunt Esther on Sanford and Son was all church and i'm a i think may have been a jehovah's witness and was all like righteous and then as soon as it didn't go away she'd be like you broke sucker <laughs> and in this movie uh, she actually said you yeah. half awake motherfucker no i mean on sanford and son oh, so yeah. then this is her getting to say fuck like oh, if sanford yeah. and son had last like if red fox could have made something in the 90s i think fuck might have made it into the uh script well and john witherspoon also was on some tv shows in the 70s i saw oh yeah so he uh he probably met her somewhere down the line probably knew red fox i imagine especially if he was doing stand-up comedy and befriended all these other people i would i would think so uh but you were you getting ready to talk about how or were you just going to talk about her or were you going to talk about talking about craig jones because he, oh, he lost his job. He worked at like a UPS store. They don't say UPS, but it's obviously a UPS store. And he gets fired because they have footage of him stealing boxes. So like people's mail, which is a federal offense. Is that what they meant or did they mean packaging boxes? That's, I don't know. Because it's UPS. They carry boxes. 
And he never said he also didn't do it. He just said that they don't have me on camera. That's what I wanted to talk about. Do you think Craig stole the boxes? Because it's never explicitly said yes or it no. It sounds like he. I was under the impression that he did. That he was doing hood rat he, things for his friends. <laughs> that he did, but he's like, like you said, he's like, hey, got me on camera. Yeah. He didn't say I didn't do he it. He never said... And then, I didn't do it. He just said, they don't have me on camera. And when that. Red shows up later and Red works there, he's like, I saw the tape. We kept rewinding it. It does kind of look like the back of your head. So, I, Yeah, but the back of someone's head isn't a fair judgment. I think if you show me the back of Ice Cube's head, I could point it out. It is a round head. It's either his head or it's his son's head. Um, whom look incredibly alike. So let's talk a little more about the the cast here because there it. are some people in here that are uh that are important. Obviously we have Ice Cube, Craig Jones, we the main protagonist of the film. We have Chris Tucker, the slapstick comedian of the film. The hot weed smoking all the time friend. All the time, a lot. All, an absolute lot. A lot. Too um, much, especially for not having the money for it. <laughs> yeah, he's really irresponsible. Uh, and what, does he not have a job? I don't know because because he's trying to sell. He's supposed to be selling. He's weed supposed to be selling weed for Big Worm, or not, not Debo. Debo <laughs> wants money for some other reason. Debo just steals money from people in the hood. He's just the the. He's a bully. He's just the neighborhood bully who just, just like shakes bully. you down. He stole what's his face's bike, Red's bike, DJ Pooh's bike. Yeah, uh, and then we have the beautiful Neil Long. That's Debbie, right? Is that what her name is? In this? Debbie, yes. Debbie from down the street. Debbie from down the street. She was in so many things. She was. Um, what do you remember her from? Anything from like Fresh Prince? Yeah, I remember her from she Fresh Prince because she was Will's girlfriend. But I mostly remember her from this movie called Friday. Okay, that's what I mainly know her from. But she's, she's one of those faces that been around up. forever. Yeah, she's she's, she's not stopped working. And the other girl that's in this. Uh, uh, Ice Cube's sister in this? Regina King. Regina King. She's in a lot of shit, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she looks goofy in this movie. You think Regina she... King. Uh, really? Think she looks goofy? I think she looks goofy. I mean, she's in weird... She's always, like, doing her hair and walking around with, like, her hair half done. And, like, yeah, and, like she always looks silly. Or, like, ex- like she ha- she'll have extensions, but, like, all of her regular hair is still down yeah. and, like, not put back and put up like it would be. Like, it's all... She's all just, like, not... <laughs> Fully put together. I have a feeling those are little jokes that we as white people who did not grow up in that society at all might not have insights on like, no, girls would leave their hair like that all the time to get ready for the next thing. You know what I mean? Or like not wanting to lay her head down on the pillow because she doesn't want her hair to be flat. She's not getting any rest doing that. Absolutely not. That's miserable. Um, but yeah, so her and then, uh, so Paula, I think it's Paula Jai Parker who plays, uh, Joy, who is, uh, Craig's girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. She's also been in a lot of things. She's done voice work, but she was also on, I believe I saw seven episodes of, uh, the Weird Al show. Really? Do you remember when there was a, uh, oh God, let me look it up real quick. Because wow. it'll be right here. But she, I'm trying to think of her on there. She was on like seven episodes. She like I'm trying to imagine because her it wasn't like a one her episode telltale thing. Sign, she's got like spaced teeth, not ugly teeth, but they're like spaced apart from each other. So I think that'd be the dead giveaway. I'm trying to remember. She was that. the gal spy Val Brentwood. I don't 
don't remember that at all. Is there a picture of her? I think she What's her name? I'll look her up. Not her real name, but the Weird Al name. Uh, I just said it. Val Brentwood? Val Brentwood. I don't know if that's true. It, I had to fucking reload it. Yeah, Val Brentwood, gal spy. I think she wore like a pink wig or something like that. <gasps> when you said pink wig, there she is. There's a blue wig. Oh, it's a blue wig. Yeah, that, so that's what I mostly remember her from. So when I saw her, I was like, holy shit, it's her. When we're talking about her, because she's not in this this much. She was also on the Wayans Brothers show, <laughs> which I watched. She's... She calls Craig like towards the beginning of this and she's yelling at him because well, she's like crazy abusive and she, shit. Yeah. And she's like, who were you with last night at the show? And he's like, I wasn't with anybody, which I never noticed until this watch. She's yelling at him about who were you with last night? And in the meantime, there was another man mm-hmm. in her bed with his shirt off. Uh-huh. She had obviously fucked somebody that oh, night yeah. and she spent the night and she's still on the phone being crazy. She's evil, and it <laughs> it reminds me of my first boyfriend because he was like that. He oh, like he was fucking around, but he accused you. He oh he it would be the sort of thing like I would be laying in bed, I would have South Park way down because I fell asleep to South Park a lot of the time, and uh, when I like when I was old enough to have the DVDs, and we would hang up, and he would like call back immediately and be like, "I heard a voice. Who's there? Someone's there with you. You're lying." And I'd be what like, "No, fuck? I'm not. Like just crazy." <laughs> so then thinking that I cheated on him. He went out and did shit. How infuriating would that be? And you obviously know, sitting there knowing there's no one around. Uh-huh. And you're just like, what the fuck is wrong with it, you? It set me into a rage many times. Yeah, it just set me in a little to mini be, internal rage. To be constantly called a liar when I wasn't. When you know you're not. And then, then we would fight. And then like there was a time once that uh, I went and hung out with Sharon. We went on a little late night drive. And then, like, just talking about, you know, whatever. and just, You slut. And uh, <laughs> and then he said, and, he, and I don't even know if it was true, but he would say that he would drive to my house to see if I was there. And he lived, like, 25 minutes away. So that would be weird if you did fucking, that. That's, um, a, that's a healthy relationship. And, and he was like, uh, and you weren't there. And I was like, well, there was, like, one time recently where I, you know, I went out with her and we hit a a back road at night and talked and just like listened to music and chatted for like an hour or two and just drove around. That's what kids do. Flip the fuck out as if I like went behind his back and lied. (laughs) He was the craziest motherfucker. So (laughs) I I, extremely abusive and a a few times physically, uh, but mostly just extremely verbally abusive. So like, she I, I just I felt that character and I fucking hated her <laughs> and that scene when I saw that guy there and she was being shitty he's like you fucking cunt I was like <laughs> you're a bad person <laughs> and he's innocent he's just like kind of like whatever I just I got fired on my day off like I'm at home with my parents yeah. and my dad who yells at me for you know eating food <laughs> and trying to live well he's getting yelled at because he's about to dump a whole fucking thing of cereal out and that was crazy. I I understand that it, it's kind of ruined because there's a little bit of milk, but something could have been figured out there instead of just thinking like all it, this is all trash now. It looks like there's a store really nearby because later him and Smokey go to get some supplies. He could get cigarettes for his mom. Yeah, he could have gotten some fucking mom. milk. <laughs> Maybe they only got forties in there. See, I I I kind of feel like he's a little dopey. 
Even Craig though in this movie, he's not. He do, he doesn't smoke weed until Smokey eventually gets him. Because at the very beginning, there's a quote that happens later on in the movie where uh, Smokey really wants to get Craig to smoke with him. He's like, yeah. "I'm gonna get you high. It's Friday. It's you Friday. Ain't got nothing to do. You ain't got no job. You ain't got shit to do." So Something about weed. I couldn't remember. Is there another line? Uh, I'm gonna get you high today. Oh, and you ain't got shit to do. That's so, how it is. Yeah, I think that he seemed a little dopey and just like, duh. Like sometimes the way that he would just look, he seemed dopey and he wasn't even high. I think he was dopey. I think he just seems like a common working man who doesn't really see like the future. He just has a job at the time. Not really into crime unless he's forced into situations. Yeah, that he, he doesn't want to be in. He just doesn't really, because he, I don't know, because even though he maybe isn't a pothead or anything like his friend, he's still not really like doing anything. He doesn't seem to have any like hobbies or anything. He just, all they do is just sit on the front porch all day. They don't like go and play basketball or they don't go and like nothing. He just, they do <laughs> nothing all day. Do you think, so Smokey during this, they're two friends, Craig and Smokey. They show they're sitting on the front porch all day, like you said. There's a few times that Smokey lays down. I'm on probation, or I'm on house arrest. Mm-hmm. Do you think he doesn't leave that much because he's got to stay near the house in case maybe they're coming? But he doesn't have like an ankle bracelet or anything. No, he doesn't have an ankle bracelet. And I wonder if he's just talking shit sometimes, and things aren't actually going on. And I also wonder if this is like one of Ice Cube's early films. He had written two screenplays before this that didn't get made. And then he wrote this. There's times during this movie where I can feel that there were sections that they had to leave out. Either they didn't film them or they left it on the cutting room floor. Example being when Smokey and Craig go to Smokey's house so Smokey can smoke weed. Yes. And his mom is terrible. Yeah. And then, but he's like, she's always talking shit. There was a scene there between Chris Tucker and her that I swear to God got cut out because there's just like a whole. Yeah. Because the last thing that happened was he talked shit to her. He was like, like clean or do like do something. Do something. And then closes the door and and he he talks about her talking shit. And he's already smoking a joint. He had never lit that joint. You never see him light that joint. He didn't have it before. Oh, I thought he sat down to, I thought he still had the, the one joint. He had the one joint, but you never see him light it. He walks into his room after saying, do something. And he's just smoking it all of a sudden. I swear there's a scene where they like yelled at each other and he probably lit the joint during that and walked to the next scene. And that's why he just says, that she's talking shit. Talking shit. Even like, though he was technically the last one to talk yeah. shit. Sometimes in like movies that are early written or, or low budget, you'll have tales from little storylines that were going to be in it that she just had to cut out. And it'll just be like weird little ends that were left. Not just ends, but this was a note that I made on the... It was the first watch last night. It wasn't the first time I've seen it, but I have not seen this movie very many times. There is an unrealistic delay in some people starting their scenes. And I do notice this at one yeah. point with Chris and Ice is that uh, they don't act into it. They just start cold. And it seems like an out- outdated way of doing things like when some like starting a scene and even though like they're f- it's like kind of fading into it, even though it's like a fast fade, but it fades into the scene and Chris 
and Ice are sitting on the front porch and they just start like laughing about something, but nothing was said. <laughs> Instead of laughing as it's fading into the scene... So it's just like, okay, start. And they're like, ah. oh, yeah, I know what you're talking so, about. So there are things like that that I noticed a few times in the movie uh-huh. where it seems not natural. And maybe I don't think that they necessarily cut things like that anymore. I think they specifically are more careful because people who watch stuff like that and saw those errors are the ones making movies now. Or it's just your early movies. I'm sure this guy, Gary Gary, or what's his fucking name? Yeah, F. Gary Gary, who directed it, and the editor. I'm sure as they go on, they who, who, you refine your own work. Who I saw uh, directed like NWA music videos and F. Ice Gary Cube, Gary Ice Cube videos. Yeah, he directed stuff. a lot of Ice Cube videos. That's how I got to start. He went to high school with Dub C, so he was already kind of ah. in that world. F. Gary Gary also made uh, W. C. N- was in this movie. Yes, Dub C. is in this movie. He's a shooter. <laughs> yeah, I spotted him out for the first time ever. Being a Dub C. fan. Since I have seen this movie, and then I was like, hey, that's Dub C. <laughs> so, like I said, I don't know what he looks like, so I wouldn't have been able to uh, to identify that. So, I, I read that on uh, the, the movie cast. Mm-hmm. Who was it that you thought that I said, oh, I because I kind of reacted when I saw that when we were watching it the second time, and you were thinking that it was someone else? Oh, I'll tell you here in a second. I was going to finish my F. Gary Gary thought. Oh, I F, thought you... Sorry. F. Gary Gary also directed Straight Outta Compton, uh, that big hit movie. He directed one of the uh, biggest uh, hits for the Furious franchise. So he's gone on to do some shit. And he's also the guy in this movie that's mopping the floor. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? Okay. I did read that. Yeah. So you get a little guest appearance from this guy. The guy that I think you wanted me to bring up or you said that i might bring him up however you said it i can't remember uh the michael clark duncan michael clark duncan's in this it said that michael clark duncan is uh he's like when it's that night scene when it's with the bike and they're playing uh whatever dice or whatever that is on the fucking street black and white scene. the black and white scene and then uh what's this dude comes and he's like hey my bike and he's like that's my bike now and he like punches him yeah is it the guy that he says uh he's one of my money he's one of those guys i guess it's like his first role or one of his first roles it's not what i was gonna bring out i didn't see that no it's gotta be the other guy that he said that he's like hold my money yeah that's going directly across from debo in that scene yeah, so I didn't. I just saw that, but that still wasn't. Dub C was the person I was talking about. Mm, no, uh, the person I was talking about was is the kid from American History X. <laughs> yeah, who yeah. kills Danny? Who kills uh, what's his real name? Edward Furlong. Edward Furlong at the end of the movie. Yeah. After Edward Furlong has decided, I'm not going to be part of this life anymore. This Nazi skinhead life, and then the kid kills him. Yeah. So uh, no. I did say something about that on the second watch when they were chasing after him because they eventually whooped that kid's ass because yeah, he's knocking you, everybody's you stuff over. little murderer. I said, get that little murderer. And, and you know what that implanted in my mind? Is that that kid had actually murdered someone. So I spent five minutes in that van on the way to Skyline looking for some story that this kid had killed somebody. And then I finally saw that he was the kid that shot Edward Furlong in American History X. Well, damn and it. I went, ding, ding, ding. That's what Michelle meant. This kid who was stopped acting a long time ago and is no longer in the public eye didn't kill anybody. Yeah, he only had one acting role after American History X. I have, I want, I don't know, I don't know what happened. Maybe he just wanted to grow up, but that seems like a high movie to go out on. 
uh, a lot of people do not like that movie. That's a polarizing movie. I know, but it was still like a, a well, maybe because he kills someone who decides to uh, change their ways. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but for some reason, he just like mostly stopped working after that. <clears throat> maybe he never wanted to. Maybe it's one of those. Maybe he was forced into it. Forced into it. Or maybe, you know, just you ever gotten a job where you show up on your first day and you're like, this kind of sucks. And then three months later, you're like, this really, really fucking sucks. Maybe he just hated it. I mean, or maybe he saw the dark side of Hollywood and somebody asked him to drink adrenochrome and he said, I can't fucking do it. And I turned at the frogs gay. Well, he was still a kid, so maybe he didn't want to give them to suck his adrenochrome. Don't take my adrenochrome. <laughs> they sucked each other's adrenochrome. <laughs> Where are we at with this film? We're just randomly talking about people and things. Where are we at with time? Should we take a break? Oh, sure. You want to do that? Yeah, let's do that. I know this is going to end up being a breakless episode because we're already at 58 minutes. Uh, we don't have a whole. We don't have to talk about a whole lot, but we can talk about whatever the fuck we want. Let's That's just take true. a little brickety break. Let's take a little brickety break, and we come back. I guess we can talk generally about the storyline and what we thought about things. Uh, I still, whatever. I still have uh, two notes. two notes, cool. just two little notes that are super important. I'm sure <laughs> uh, it's the whole second half of the episode is just going to be like hanging on the fact that I have these two important viewpoints. So let's... Uh, Can't wait. Can't wait. You better come back. Here we go. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back, baby. Never slipping. BG's trying to hang out. But OG said take your little ass in the house. My big homie just got out. Now, before we get back into the podcast... It's time to waste everyone's time. <laughs> pretty fella, walking down the street, pretty fella. I like to suck his meat, pretty fella. I love your chest hair, you know it's true. I like to run my fingers through. Mercy. Yeah. What is this? Well, this is a song called You Got Me Wide Open by Bootsy Collins. Why? And Bernie Worrell. Because it's on the Friday soundtrack, and I thought it'd be better than this. Uh, I thought you would just play a song that we actually heard in the movie. I don't remember this at all. And it was in the movie. We just don't remember it. I just took a shot. I saw Bootsy Collins and Bernie Worrell, and I thought it would just fucking jam, and that's what we got. And that's what we're going to sit in. Sit in it. Like a stew. Like a stew. Like a stew. What makes a stew a stew and a soup a soup? Or are they the same thing? Like dinner and supper. Ask Jeeves. I'm not asking Jeeves. I'm asking you. Why the fuck would I know the difference between a soup and a stew? I'm not a soup master. You just may have known. I know things that I'm not a master of. Go ahead. Ask me anything. 
<laughs> that was a nice quiver in your breath. <laughs> okay, the world is hanging on a fucking thread. Do more people like sweet cornbread or regular cornbread? Regular cornbread. Do I need to give a reason? You're just guessing. No, it's a fucking fact. I don't like what we're doing right now. I think we should talk about the movie Friday. <laughs> That's why I was getting to. The world is hanging on the thread of knowing, dear God, we were told before the break, there are two notes that must be known to the public. Well, I'm not going to give them both at the same time, okay. but I will well, I want one to of them, relieve some of the pressure and some of the excitement. Some of the joy, some of the pain, some of the sunshine, the rain. That Bootsy Collins and Burning World gave us? I thought that I would provide... No, the weight. I'm trying to relieve the weight of um, the band. That was a bad joke. Anyway, uh, Chris Tucker has long fingernails in this, and it looks like Ice Cube... (laughs) And it looks like Ice Cube bites his. That's what you noticed. So, yeah, because there's a scene where uh, Chris's Smokey is resting his hand on her, his face on his like chin on his hand. And you just see long ass fucking nails. His nails are too long. It bothered me. I don't like long nails on anyone. So I'm grossed out by you telling me Chris Tucker has long nails. Yeah, I didn't like Not even trimmed nails. What's long nails? Trimmed, but a little too long. I don't think that they should be, like, longer than the fingers. I don't think that they should stick out past the fingers. Oh. And he has <laughs> nails that were sticking out past the fingers. No, I don't like and that And it looks all. like Ice Cube bites his fingernails. And I'm more on board with that. Baby, put those germs and viruses <laughs> in your body. <laughs> I'm more just get those babies trimmed. Long nails gross me out. I Yeah. It's I like, like this dead stuff hanging out. And, um... Culture or not, it's weird to me when women wear big, long, fake fucking nails. It's oh, how it do you do anything? How, how do you get anything done? Are you uh, just constantly scrubbing your nails because you're guess. getting everything in them? And how scary is a hand job? Or a, or a wipe, baby. <laughs> oh, man, a wipe. I never even thought about a wipe. A wipe would be a hard time. You'd be scrubbing those nails. They smell like poop all the time. <laughs> Um, it's fucking disgusting. There is also uh, something about this movie uh, that I would like to talk about. I looked a little bit into the character Debo, Tim Lister Jr. Yeah. Tom Lister, I'm sorry. Tom? I didn't know that tiny this tiny Zeus? Zeus Lister Jr. was also a wrestler. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he was like big before this? Or yeah. I think getting him was a thing. I could be wrong, but I think he's in a Rocky film as well. Maybe Rocky 2? Oh, I think I did see something like that. Where and I also like, saw that he was born with a detached retina, and he's just always been blind in his right eye. Oh, he's actually blind in that eye? Yeah. Oh, shit. So he was born, and it was already detached. So huh. it was, he. yeah, it was never a good eye. Yeah, for me, seeing Zeus as Debo, I, he was already... So you knew him. He was already known. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, for Which me, that why- was just like, oh, I didn't know he like had a career. He was like sometimes an actor and sometimes a wrestler. <laughs> I did not know that. It's just complete fucking news to me. But I was because I was around wrestling. My dad liked wrestling, so I would see stuff sometimes. He- but I didn't. I don't know what when he wrestled or I don't what think he was, he was involved in ever like a huge wrestler. I think he was like in and out pretty fast because he was also the guy in the Rocky film. So that's kind of like 
what I think preceded him even more was being the big baddie. Big baddie. In, is this a Rocky 3? Mm, he's in Rocky right 3. It's loading. I really hate IMDb. And, uh, oh, because it wants to have 98 fucking things going on and for some reason has to go 12 links to get to the full cast? Uh, well, apparently in uh, 2015, he was on an episode of Comedy Bang Bang. Yeah. You, As Major Akins. You've heard... I'll tell you after the podcast. I don't need to talk about another podcast on our podcast. <laughs> I don't need to tell their podcast stories on our podcast. Nonsense. God, he had so many credits. Yeah, he acted a lot. He's like your go-to big guy, and he became one of those character actors where like, you hire him to be him. You hire him for that face. He was a football player in Webster. That was one of his first few. Uh, it was like his second credit. Um, Perfect Strangers, Beverly Hills Cop 2. Uh, Is he not in a Rocky movie? When would that have been? No idea. Hulkamania Forever, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. He was in the uh, Remember the Time Michael Jackson music video. Do you remember that music video? He was in Meteor Man. I do, but what I don't remember him being that? in it. That's the like Egyptian one with Eddie Murphy. Oh, yeah. He's, like one, he's one of the bodyguards. Okay. I am not seeing that. Really? I, he was in Meteor Man, but I don't see him being in a... This is bullshit. Did I just make it up? Maybe you I did. I think I made that up. He was in the movie Posse. Well, there was somebody in a Rocky movie that reminds me of Tiny Zeus Lister, but I knew he existed before. That eye is unmistakable. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He was in a few episodes of Matlock. Maybe that's what you remember that's him from. And you, and you, for some reason, have... Uh, conflated oh, that with man. Rocky. That's what it is. Matlock, Rocky. Stupid me, stupid me. Potato, most tomato. Of, most importantly, you'll see him as one of the returning cast members in next Friday when we watch that rental. Oh, we're going to be watching that for <laughs> sure. Um, and then, I don't know, There, I think a lot of these people are just faces that have been seen in other things because like, the lady who played Smokey's mom was in different like she was in like Moesha and she was in like she was in Moesha because I know the one that shows up to hook up with Smokey at, uh, at oh, seven thirty maybe, maybe it, she was like a big role in Moesha maybe it was her then I, I looked her up because I was like what what woman that isn't actually uh, a dog like they make her out to be in this movie I was like what what how does she feel about being made out to be the dog? And uh, she was already a comedian. She was like a stand-up comedian, and she became like one of the main characters. Yvette Wilson? Yes, that's her name. Rita? Was Janet Jackson? Was that the yeah, same person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, she was in uh, also the Parkers, and so that's who I was thinking. So I, I guess I mixed that up with his mom. Sorry. But I think... I mean, the... Smokey's mom may have also made an appearance in Moesha. I mean, it's sad to say, but at that time, there's only so many black actors that are making it into mainstream things. Also, Tony Cox is in that movie, The Size of a Penis. Who the fuck is Tony Cox? He's the little midgy that he gets his. Oh, he's in so much stuff. Isn't he the uh, 
One and me, myself, and Irene. He is. He wrecks a. He's a home wrecker in that movie, and he gets his home wrecked. Yeah. And Friday. You're right. <laughs> he, but he's one of those uh, tiny people character actors that I've seen a bunch. Yeah, he was also in the uh, breakout music video that was in my, me, myself, and Irene. It's a Foo Fighters song. Oh. Uh, but he, he was in Bad Santa. That's probably a what a lot of, of people would know him from, even though I don't think I've ever seen Bad Santa. you never seen that movie? I don't think so. With Billy Bob. Billy Bob. I know I've Thornton. seen Thornton. Have you seen Badder Santa? Ha, 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 ha. No, it looks like he's done a lot of things that aren't. He's done a lot of bad comedies. That makes sense. A lot of bad comedies are going to write that joke in where it's like, ha, ha, he's little, look. Like epic movie, who's your caddy? Ooh, Black Superman, Carpoolers. Uh, oh, I guess that was a TV show. Uh, disaster movie, like just in those like big dumb movies that happened in the two thousands. Yeah, not just a fun. lot of shit movies. Not fun. All the movies that happened after Scary Movie was a big hit, and they were like, we could make it about every type of movie now. It, he was also in the Hebrew Hammer, I guess. Okay, now well that's classic. That, that was a good movie. I enjoyed that very much. Where Andy Dick was Santa. I have maybe never even seen that movie. I just I was making a joke. Um, There's no way that movie's good. <laughs> I I beg to differ. I thought it was funny. Wasn't the Hebrew Hammer? Wasn't that that guy from Days the Confused? He, oh my god! Why am I not remembering Adam Goldberg? Adam- yeah, <laughs> Adam Goldberg, and yeah. So he, it was a whole thing. With I think Christmas and then Andy Dick was Santa Claus. And it was like, <laughs> well, that's weird. Cause they, wait, no, that was Martin Short. Never mind. I want to go to Dinosaur World. I've thought about giving you the movie Clifford before. That would be fun. Have you ever seen what the it? movie? <laughs> Have you ever seen it with Charles Grodin? And, uh, I know what you're talking about. And Mary Steenburgen. I probably Virgin, saw I it at the time, but it, ne- it didn't make it in. I watched Clifford the Red Dog more than I watched that movie. I thought that movie was uh, hilarious. And just like uncomfortable, and it was another one of those movies that when we had a movie channel that they played it non fucking stop. Um, other than that, uh, I do have one other note, uh, and this is something that I forgot what came from this movie. But my sister and some of her friends uh, watched this movie back in the day, and there was something that they used to reference all the time. And there's a guy when they go into the store. Where the, is it the director you said who's mopping? Yep. And there's a guy who has dirty pants. So there's a guy you see all around town. He's just like a shitster. He's a guy, he's like always begging for money or whatever. Like he's, he's just supposed like to be a, the local crack. He's the crackhead character. Yeah. Even though his teeth are immaculate. And his shirt is clean and his skin is clean, but his pants look compared to those dirty looking pants. <laughs> not as clean. I thought his, his. Easier to change a shirt than it is pants out on the street. Sure, um, but he 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 pretends to fall because he tries. He won't. He's like, oh, I could get a bunch of money if I pretend that I get hurt. And when he's down, he's like, my neck, my back, my neck and my back. Oh, and I've always thought of that as like a song. So like my sister that would always like say, my neck, my back, <laughs> my neck and my back. Oh. Did you not? Did you not know what that was from? So when you heard it, were you like, oh, that's what it is? Uh, I think I knew it. I just forgot that just that forgot was it. in this movie. Because they used to say it all the fucking time. Well, it's funny that you have attributed it to your sister because I've said that a million fucking times. 
I thought I was the guy who said this. Really? Yeah. I was like, your sister? I'm pretty you mean sure me? that her and Alicia used to say, uh, a girl who used to live not far from you down the street, uh, behind, but next to Harmeyer's, she, uh, I, I thought that they used to say it all the time. Because they mean, used to watch they, the movie Friday. They, they might have, but I, I've said it. Um, maybe I just don't say it around you. Yeah, I don't know. Who the fuck knows? Um, Unless I'm crediting my sister with something that she doesn't deserve, but I'm pretty sure. I mean, I'm sure she'll hear this and she'll say, but I'm pretty sure that her and Alicia used to say that. Well, they can have credit for it, too, but it's also mine. It's not yours. It's the guy And I'm the one the with movie. the podcast, so it's mine. <sighs> oh, uh, man. What do you think of the storyline of this? I thought it was such a simple story, but it's not a negative. Like, there's not a bunch of complicated twists and turns. It it's just like seems like a, a realistic general day. So it seems like a realistic day. His, he loses his job the day before he wakes up. He doesn't have anything to do, but he still gets woken up early by Jehovah's Witnesses coming to the house. Then he goes to get food because he's like, oh, at least I'll eat breakfast. And then there's no milk. And then his dad, as soon as he closes the fucking door of the refrigerator, his dad's on his ass about, you're always eating my food. You need to get a fucking job. Uh, his mom makes herself this big fucking breakfast. I didn't make any for you. Like, it, it just seems like it, it, it wasn't a good day at the beginning of the day. Oh. <laughs> well, it's corn ice cube most days are today's gonna be a good day and it wasn't until his friend came and showed up not even knowing if he was there but still just like ripped his curtain down and yeah. well there's timing inconsistencies throughout this whole thing craig would have gotten up three minutes later by the way he gets up at 8 30 it's 8 27 when the jehovah's witnesses are knocking on the door so he would have gotten up for work but then Smokey's like why aren't you at work like well Smokey, why would you have shown up if you know he wasn't going to be at work and everybody's getting up at like 8.30. I assume everyone's got to be at work at 9. And they only so. need a half an hour to like shit, make all that fucking food that she made. Have meaningful conversations about yeah. what you need to do with your life. I get up at 7.30 and I'm supposed to be at work at 8 and it's a fucking rush. Because you're often not getting time. up. You wake up at 7.30. You're not moving at 7.30. Shut up and stop pulling my legs out from underneath me. <laughs> but still a half an hour to do all that stuff there's all sorts of weird timing inconsistencies in this but it's a day but i think like the general plot line of like you got to pay this money back or you're going to get shot is wild because the money that needs to be paid is not worth a life is not worth a life in any way shape or form which i was having trouble figuring out how much money it was is it three hundred dollars two hundred dollars he already had a hundred dollars so he only needed a hundred dollars oh okay so I didn't know if he only needed $100 to make it 200 He got 200 from Debo, but he already had 100 bucks. I don't know. I would love to know the amounts that are going on here because even if it's $200 or $300, to send somebody later at 10 o'clock to not just shoot him, but to send like guys with machine guns and shoot up the whole fucking neighborhood. Shoot at his friend's house. Shoot at his friend's house. Shoot at other people's houses because they're running... They're still shooting with full-on machine guns, which there's no property damage that they show. Like, of course Nobody's not. car windows got hit. Nobody accidentally got hit, which they could have easily written into this movie that, like... But it would have taken a fucking wild turn, and they couldn't have 
ended it in a smooth, easy way. Yeah. If anybody got hit with a bullet. They probably took care of that in, like, later on down the line and, like, are we there yet? Oh, the drive-by stuff? Uh-huh. Since it was, like a, ever... it was a car roll- m- movie. No, I've never seen Are We There Yet. <laughs> I know how much of an Ice Cube fan you are. Nope, not at all. <laughs> you don't um, like any of his music? Uh, I, uh, like NWA? I like NWA, and there are a couple of his songs that are fine, but I'm not really much of a, an Ice Cube fan. I'm not really, I'm not much of an Ice-T fan. Like, everyone's just, they're fine. N- yeah. None of them really, like, I didn't cling on to any of them. Uh, I also think it's interesting in this movie that there's a heavy anti-gun like violence. With, yeah, the dad uh, vibe to it. Well, and with Craig's decision too, like they could have had Craig use that gun, not necessarily to shoot Debo, but he could have just used that gun and you know. Well, they made it seem like he did. Well, as well, I mean, the one alternate reality that in his brain, if he could have taken this, but it's funny because. At the same time, in Ice Cube's like career, and I know songs are just songs and stuff, but throughout his entire like early he's a career, gang, gang violence and gun violence has like been. I think that's why he doesn't like. I guess that's why it, it has never stuck to me as much. Because even when Snoop Dogg goes hard, I don't care. But I like his like his more lighthearted stuff when he just like raps about weed and things. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it just, I, as someone who's like hardened from the streets. It doesn't appeal to me as much because it's just such a foreign thing to me. Yeah, it's very foreign. And then I think it's interesting, too, that during the whole time, not the whole time, John Witherspoon is telling his son, you know, like, you got to use your fists. Be a man. Like, be a man. Use your hands. Blah, blah, blah. Because he does walk in on his son grabbing the gun. And then at the end. Since his, oh, we didn't even talk about his dad being home. He comes home work from early because a dog bit his ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He shows up. Oh, fuck, what was I going to say? What, was I, what did I just say? God damn it, I was going somewhere. Fuck. Oh, John Witherspoon's telling him to use his fist, right? Yeah. And, like, you got to be a man, and you don't need this gun and stuff. And later, in, like, the climax of the movie, or the finale of the movie... Uh, when it's the Debo and Craig fight. Craig doesn't win with his fists. No. Craig wins with a brick and a trash can. Weapons. <laughs> yeah. And like... But everyone's still proud of him. He clocks Debo with that fucking brick like right in the face. I think it's just that uh, your life will be over if you just murder someone. That's true. That's true. So you can just, you can beat the shit out of him. But he was also defending himself because Debo is threatening to take his life. Debo is hitting some shots that I think would actually fuck you up in real life. Yeah, he's hard. a big man. Ice Cube's he's, a little guy compared to him for sure. Yeah, he is. Especially when he throws Craig on the hood of the car and he's hitting him in his chest with his forearm. Like, that would hurt. <laughs> You would wake up the next day. You wouldn't necessarily be like bleeding or anything, but you would be Bruised like, ribs. oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be like having trouble sleeping from that kind of shot. And a guy, Debo, who's obviously fucking huge. And he died recently, maybe mm-hmm. two years ago. I think it was, he died in December of 2020 is what I oh. saw. He had heart disease. I think this movie takes place in December as well. Uh, it's hard to tell when you're in California. Here's my theories why. It gets dark, and it's 7.45, so that's weird. 
that's already like dark by 745, so it couldn't be in the summer. And I think the third film, so it's Friday, next Friday, and Friday after next or whatever, or whatever, that's a Christmas movie. I think it's week, week, week. I'm pretty sure. But I could be completely wrong about that timeline. They might just be a... Well, we'll know might soon just, enough. We're not going to watch the third Friday. No, but we're going to watch the second one, so we're going to at least see if it's... Without Chris Tucker, the next too. Friday. Did you read why Chris Tucker didn't come back for the second one? No, I just assumed that he was uh, just busy doing other things. That's part of it, that he like didn't really want to do sequels, but people, I think people make up... He did Rush Hour, too. So oh, See, yeah, that, too. And I think More sometimes money, later people make up excuses or reasons that like, um, they yeah. think now. It's like, well, that's not what you were thinking then. You were starved for a job then. You're not starved for a job now. Uh Ice Cube said that they were prepared to give him 10 to $12 million to do the next movie. And uh, he turned it down because he didn't want to be seen smoking weed anymore on camera or promoting weed on camera anymore or cursing that much on camera anymore because of his religious beliefs. Oh. That's what Ice Cube says. But Chris Tucker says just like, it just wasn't like, I just didn't feel right doing it. Part of it was, he will say, is the weed thing. He didn't want to be the weed guy. So you didn't want to do it for that. I bet. I wonder if there was like self-doubt and thinking like, I'm going to fuck this up. Like, I just don't have this character in me anymore. Well, it took him two auditions to get it as well. The first audition, they didn't give the role to Chris Tucker and they were going to give it. Uh, Tommy Davidson was in talks for this role. I can't remember who the other guy was, but I know Tommy Davidson was uh, one of them. And then Chris Tucker had a first audition and they it didn't hit. And he went to an acting coach, and she said, by the end of his plate of spaghetti, which I guess they were eating spaghetti during their meeting, by the end of his plate of spaghetti, he had become smoky. So the second audition, they were like, oh, there it is. So they gave it to Chris Tucker on that one. But apparently he's open to if a story's good enough and production will be good enough. He's open to potentially reprising the role of Smokey in another sequel. But will it work or will it not? I mean, Dumb and Dumber 2 was pretty fucking rough. I think I also think they waited too long. Yeah, it's the magic is not there anymore. Not. You're too old. You're going to expect too much. And it's with yeah. each subsequent Friday, like next Friday almost gets a pass because you're like well, it can't be as good because Chris Tucker's not in it. And then when you watch it and it's still actually funny, then you're like, oh, okay. And it like raises in your esteem. Well, I it, think the first time I watched Friday, I was more watching it for Chris Tucker. I think I, everyone does. I wouldn't be watching next Friday. Like, I, I guess I wasn't watching it for Chris Tucker this time. Oh, really? So I think that I, I don't think that I would miss that character as much. Because I do think that hanging out with Smokey in, in life would get annoying. <laughs> would be very annoying. He just shouts all the time. And Mike Epps is his friend in Next Friday. And I like Mike Epps. I like Mike I Epps, I think he's, he's, not, he's not as like crazy in your face. Blah! Like no, Chris Tucker is. He's not. He's, he's a little weird in the next one. He's like insecure for what I remember in Next Friday. Yeah, but... but uh, Whatever. There's I also don't I don't know that I've seen this one, but I will be. You will be because you rented it. Uh, it was so funny when you actually read. It. You're like, "All right, I rented Friday," and I looked at it and I was like, "Isn't that next Friday?" And you were like, "No, no, no, 
fuck it is next friday <laughs> i don't I'm not, I'm not usually bad about stuff like that so i was fooled i only noticed from the box like the cover of the thing i knew it wasn't the yellow cover that this one has the original friday it was yellow but there's a little uh it's got there's blue a in it little blue yeah and it, the next is small but i didn't think in the actual it's got a blue border. description of it that it was that it said next friday but what? i guess i was i was wrong uh, i make mistakes i'm sorry i paid for it it's whole four dollars so there's some amateur feels in this movie this is basically the last thing i want to talk about before i'm good to end the episode there's some feels in this movie where I can be like, okay, this is an early film from the director, from pretty much everybody involved production-wise or making it-wise. It feels and raw. It feels raw, and it's weird that sometimes it's a movie that has voiceovers, and sometimes it's not. Sometimes it has a movie, it's a movie where he looks at the camera and we're breaking the third wall, or breaking the fourth wall. He does at the end, yeah. He does it a few times. When uh, mm-hmm. he... Uh, his girlfriend shows up and uh, what's her nuts is in the house in her purse. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Craig comes out of the house and he sees the situation that's about to unfold. He looks at the fucking camera. Oh, did he? I didn't yeah. realize that. And then when he drops the ice cube, getting his dad some water, he looks up at the camera and gives like a little smile. So it's just these weird like tinges that don't go throughout the whole. It, it happens in small sections throughout the movie, but like. Usually movies that have voiceovers, they're heavier throughout it. And it's like the whole spiel, like the movie, like uh, The Sleepers. There's a guy talking over that pretty much the whole time. Are you talking about Sleepers? Because yeah. you said The Sleepers. Is that not called The Sleepers? No, it's just Sleepers. Okay. So I didn't know if that let was me, something else. Let me retitle this movie. The Hot Dog Cart Killers? <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> not, they didn't kill that guy. They just hurt him a lot, I'd didn't they? I'd say Kevin Bacon is a rapist. Okay. Yep. That'll work. I want you to suck it. Oh, he says that to Brad Renfro. That's fucked up. And then he fucked Brad Renfro to death. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And that's what happened to Brad Renfro. Rest in peace, Brad Renfro. <laughs> uh, so sections like that where it's like inconsistencies, like you didn't know what movie you're actually going for. So you just kind of threw tinges of every movie. Not every movie, but what you wanted to do in spots that didn't necessarily like feel like cohesive but it doesn't hurt it that much for me i could see somebody who's like not pretentious with film but like i could see somebody who's like i watch film couldn't watch this because of like there's a thinness to this movie yeah and just like the the way it's written you can just tell there's just like ends where it doesn't quite I don't think it's a movie Not necessarily a for everyone. I think that the jokes can be universal, but obviously, like this is very particular to living this in the in an area like this. I'm sure there's jokes we're missing too that we don't even realize are jokes. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like sitting right now, like not even didn't even register of oh that's a thing that I bet's funny. I bet it just like washed over us mm-hmm. fucking completely. So I I. I I don't. Th- I mean, this definitely wasn't written like I, I hope white people understand this. I think it was written like this is this is similar to because I guess they chose areas that were similar to where they grew up. Yeah, and he said that there's, some of the stories are based off of what he saw when he was growing up, things that happened in the hood, and just thought were funny. I just wanted to bring a funny side of the hood, and that things aren't always serious. That you can have a good time in the neighborhood. It's not all getting shot and. survival mode but it doesn't seem like that was the idea of like that it wasn't always like that yeah because 
there was the whole like there were multiple conversations between Craig and his father. Craig. And uh <coughs> he says that Mr. Jones says at one point, like I didn't like I didn't know I was gonna move you into like a place that I thought you might get. Uh, if your mother and I knew this would be a neighborhood where you had to have a gun to walk down the street, we would have never moved here. Yeah. But then he turns it to be like, but you don't need a gun to be here. I love how he says, because y'all kids are sissified. <laughs> You're afraid to take an ass whooping. <laughs> yeah, because because he does he's, say. He's right. You win some, you lose some. Yeah. But you don't but just. You live to fight another day. And he's yes. totally right. He's, there is a generation that were born, and I'm in this generation, that doesn't really know what it's like to have my fucking ass beat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sissified. There are people at my age and still to this day who do. But I feel the generation before us, everyone did. Oh, yeah. People fought. <laughs> yeah. People threw down fisticuffs when there were problems. You want to take this yeah. outside? And you didn't get in trouble for it. You just came back in with a bloody lip and you're like, it's been settled. You want to take this outside is funny to people like us because we don't. Because we know it won't happen. Because it's not real to us. And then if it's actually about to happen, we'll be like, this is a societal problem and we need the police here. What can happen? I'm like, <laughs> no. Like, oh, yeah. where's the manager in this place? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, get this person out of here. They're threatening to kick my ass? <laughs> what? What does this mean? I am extremely translucent. <laughs> Incredibly Caucasian. Hey, check, please. Did, did the heartfelt moments uh, work for you when uh, Mr. Jones is trying to connect with well, his son? Well, it didn't make me cry, but like I said, there were things that felt raw because... Uh, I, I th- also think a lot of times people think like, oh, people just like live in those areas. So everyone's like rough and tough and just like, okay with living like a more like wild life. But there were multiple people there who were just like good kids doing good things or like his parents were just honest working people, even mm-hmm. if they were like weird and kind of had their weird ways of parenting or whatever. Like they, like, but, it, but it doesn't even feel that weird. It just feels well, the mom seems kind of not. Ex- she doesn't seem like a uh, a very warm mother, and maybe that's something that's more common in having like a strong black woman as a mom who it also like works and is like, no, like you have to learn how to fend for yourself. That's true. And I feel like that's not something that was maybe stressed as much in my upbringing. But don't you also feel that an extra love and extra warmth when she says, "My baby." And well, you're like, and oh, can you please call me your baby and kiss what, me on the forehead? <laughs> I, so I, I, I think that the the sentimental things are, I think it, it's deeper because it's not just their situation. It's also like the culture mm-hmm. of don't get sucked into this gangbanging culture. Yep. You don't have to be like this. It's, it's much deeper yeah. than, I don't yeah. know. I forgot that John Witherspoon, this is why I brought this up. I forgot that John Witherspoon delivered those lines well, and he actually like puts the goofiness to the side for a mm-hmm. minute, and you can actually be like, "Oh, John Witherspoon can actually like deliver a line and make me feel like he's actually uh, sincere at that moment and wants his son to do better." And he's, they felt like a family. Like you know, sometimes mm-hmm. you watch stuff and you're like, "This isn't a family." They felt like a fucking family. Yeah. So yeah. like there was, there was a genuineness to it that didn't seem forced. But it seemed more heartfelt yeah. and in, in a way that I never really experienced because I grew up in a single parent household with a dad who worked all the time. <laughs> and you were, lived in a single parent household with a, a mom, mom who worked, worked all, all the time. time. So <laughs> yeah. like neither one of us had that like super nurturing parent or who was just like, eh, my mom was nurturing when she could be. 
Uh, I get what you're saying, man. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. She was never cold. No, but just not Unless as... Unless she was grading papers or paying bills. Because well, that's the thing. <laughs> like, it seems like the one who is, like, the mom oh. is just more serious. It doesn't mean she's not going to be there for her kid. Yeah. But the dad character seemed more heartfelt. And I don't know if that was because it was him and his son. Maybe. That if it was a movie about the daughter, that it would probably be a moment with the mom. Yeah. I thought the mom turned around, though, shows more heart at the end when Craig's getting his ass kicked. Mm-hmm. And she, like... And, like, they're almost throwing it in that she wants to now use the gun. Because <laughs> he even, mm-hmm. even Smokey's like, shoot him! Shoot him! Well, because he... Debo chokes him out. And, and then like, hits him in the chest. Yeah. He's already knocked out, and he's already taking cheap shots. But they take cheap shots, too, and Debo's been knocked out with a brick. I guess he deserves it at that point. Because he's fucked everyone over. And he has. And he's, he's stolen from everybody, and fuck him. I was going to ask, do you think Debo changes his ways after this? No. But we'll find out in next Friday that he does not and seeks revenge. Of course, of course, of course. <laughs> Are we at the point of the podcast where it's time to go over some of these questions and figure this thing out? Yes, it is. Uh, if you lift that little skirt up over there, there might be a little... Uh... I'm good. All right. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> I got questions with a harmonica, hip hop harmonica, harmonica solo. Questions. I love being bad at stuff. It's more fun (laughs) than actually trying to be like, I'm going to try and do something fun to just be like the shags erratic and insane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you guys will look up the shags two g's look them up tiktok showed me a video Enjoy. of this band uh they're really really bad um but some people really like them and thought that they were like avant-garde but it's it's <laughs> really hard to listen to the shags uh sam why did you choose this movie because i made a joke about it earlier sometime this last week and then i was like oh that'd be a good movie for the podcast all right, what do you think I thought when you said, hey, uh, I'm going to give you Friday? Well, I think if you listen to the last podcast, you were like, yeah! It's because I knew someone in particular was in it, and I was very excited. Yeah, you wanted to watch Tom Witherspoon. My judgment prior to watching it is that I knew I'd watched it. I thought it'd be easy, because I'd seen it before. Uh, I just, uh, Even if it's not a movie that I'm going to necessarily seek out, I didn't think it was going to be like problematic or... Uh, it was going to be painful or uncomfortable or anything like that. Uh, we watched it twice like we always do. Least favorite character. Uh, would you like to go first? Oh, Since man. it is your movie. I'm going to take this moment really quick to mention Bernie Mac. Who oh, we did not talk about in this not... movie at all. I forgot. He's not he my was least favorite this. character, but Bernie Mac is hilarious. Is hilarious in this, in this movie. When Another like, dead person. You know what they're called? Drugs down at the church. A little citizen sin. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, his delivery is fantastic. His delivery is fantastic. The way he died is very strange. I mean, not strange, but just unfortunate. He had like this disease that gave you inflamed parts of your body, and his was afflicted into his lungs. Mostly, so he'd get lung inflammation. So, like, no, he died young, he wasn't died old. 50. Yeah, that's yeah. It said, like, his, he was just like gasping for breath at the end of his life. So, and then he had that's like, torture. And then he had uh, basically a heart attack, actually, what killed him. But they think it was brought on just by his uh-huh. breathing issues. That, that does happen with people that, that Sucks. They, they struggle, like, people who uh, 
who who like they try to keep alive sometimes their heart just gives out because it's like, it's hey, like man, i'm tired of trying to work this fucking hard <laughs> like this whole the, the body is shutting down like yeah. we can't do this anymore yeah. like, this is this is meant to stop but he's uh he's hysterical in this and the way he sees mrs parker across the street who's 40 years old in this and the way that I f- they're trying to make her feel i thought they were trying to make her like she was in her early, like mid 50s but she's 40 at the time of filming this and became a uh one of the models on the price is right she was one of the okay. only full time one of the, she was the first full time african american uh tv like uh on that show but uh i just wanted to bring up bring back because he deserved it because he was great in this yeah, film yeah i forgot about that i don't know how uh, but i did uh, so my least favorite character. This one's a little hard because everyone is at least entertaining in this movie. Everyone's got mostly something going for them. Now, the person who's the most despicable in this movie is not the person who's shaking people down for money all the time. It's the girl who annoys me the most. Is it Joy? And is calling all day at fucking Craig's house and hanging up the phone and is fucking another dude and still being on Craig's shit. It's fucking Joy, whose name is spelled J-O-I, I believe. Yes. Which stands for jerk off instruction. Have you ever heard of that? I have not, but uh, <laughs> that's the exact same reason why she is my least favorite character. <laughs> there you go. She is an annoyance to the family. She is a liar. Uh, Listen to the awful fucking music. She's a cheater. She's clearly extremely vain. She's she's very just gaudy, and there's just a lot going on with her. And like just, I mean, the way she carries herself, she's just she's trash. She's trash. Who pretends to not be trash? I'm so glad that you told me she's the girl from uh, Weird Al show. So because this character was one of those characters that makes you hate the actress mm-hmm. like that makes you hate the person behind the character so to know that she was the kind lady on uh weird al show please please, please, please. Uh, Damon's <laughs> was very it was very helpful to me nice but there you go most favorite jerk character. off instruction is my least favorite character most favorite character it's getting dark in my here. most favorite character it's gonna Obviously, it's got to go to fucking Mr. Jones, John Witherspoon. Really? He's, I think without him, this movie would not have been as good. He is everything in the movie. He starts the movie off so strong. He engages you immediately. I almost think that I might have felt the law half because I was tired and half because John Witherspoon left the screen. And he was such a high point that like I could only go down from there. You know what I mean? He is also my favorite character, and I think I I agree. I don't know that I would have thought about that like before any of this, but so he's the comic relief. He's a structure setter. He demands respect, but he demands that you give respect. He uh, is like willing to have the heart to heart stuff. He's supportive. In the end, he's like, kick his ass and give him like yeah, yeah. he is everything that you get kind up, of Craig. come on. I taught you better. Get up, Craig. He is literally like everything that you want a dad to be. He's a good guy. He's a good dad, a good person, just a normal, good, hardworking person. But he's also like and goofy as shit. But he's silly <laughs> yeah. and he knows he's silly and he doesn't care. Uh, like that's just who he is. And that's, that little scene where he just got done beating Debo's ass and they're starting to walk back and he's like messing with his sandal and he's trying to get off the lawn 
And then that other girl walks by him and he like puts up his dukes like he's pretending to fight her. <laughs> and then you see her just like, what the fuck are you doing, old man? It's just little shit like that that I don't think they told him to do. I think he just did it and everyone's like, isn't John Witherspoon magic? <laughs> yeah, I feel like Chris Tucker is more the like pushed in front of your face comic relief. Yes. John Witherspoon is like, if, if someone was watching this at home and, and like a parent walked in, they would be like, John Witherspoon is the best. Absolutely. So I, I feel like he's almost, he's just like, I don't know. He's like the center of all of it. Cause he's, but he also like they, his uh, Debo talks shit about him too. Oh yeah. Get knocked out like your old man used to, but he said you win some, you lose some. Yeah. And that's he knows how it goes. Uh, you were talking about Debo's just a bully and a punk. Chris Tucker he stole his life to live in front of you, not for, but like he's the force. Yeah, comic he's the guy. one forced to the front. Like he's the the guy in front of you the whole time. We didn't talk about Big Worm really in detail. The guy who with that silly wig. I doesn't uh, he say big? I have big always perm or thought something? that line was hysterical when he comes up and he's like, "Hey man, big perm." <laughs> I, I mean, big worm. Yeah. It's always been great, <laughs> and that's another example of they shove. A little sped up scene of him putting his hat on when he's in the ice cream truck. And then all of a sudden he just sits down and puts a little a hat on and it's sped up for some reason. It's the hmm. only time they do it in the movie. And you're just like, why is that all of a sudden in there? It's like this music video director just took some like music video tricks and was just like, I don't know. Just fucking throw it in there and see if it makes people laugh. But, I didn't even notice it. But I do him and curlers, I think looks great. Uh, yeah, apparently he's talked shit about the amount he was paid and Ice Cube was like don't come at me with that shit this movie was made for three million dollars you got paid scale yeah um, he's like nobody f- the only people that made money on this movie was the fucking producers just like every other fucking movie and he was not a primary character no he said he was there for a day on filming so he's like maybe a day and a half you got paid scale and you're not who people are talking about when they talk about characters they love from this movie you might nope. be he might be like an afterthought he'll, be, he'll get brought up because he's like a main he's the one who's gonna kill craig and Smokey. but you're not like you know who's a great actor is big worm <laughs> big snake <laughs> right. but i guess he talked shit because he only got like five thousand dollars for it which i think is for a day of work? For a day of work Fuck on a movie that, that they did not know is going to be a, a hit. You know, Friday was not made going, we're going to make a fucking cult hit. Friday was made because Ice Cube wanted to make a, a comedy movie about the hood. That's all he wanted to do. And it just so happened to blow up. It just so happened that kids like me were like, oh, this is funny. People also weren't thinking ahead of like residuals and things as much. Like maybe in, in like TV that. shows thinking of that, like maybe syndication can become a thing. Mm-hmm. But even a lot of people who did those shows like Gilligan's Island and stuff, that stuff wasn't syndication for a long time. So they didn't get anything for the shows like that being. Oh, it was before all that shit was dealt with. Yeah. Like and most people. Poor it just, Bob Denver. And a lot of people just didn't have like the they just didn't think about residuals yeah. and things and, and continuously and, making money and the a lot studios of, are going hey, 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 hey. <laughs> most people and well, i think that that's worked into contracts way more now oh, i think everyone sure. does that now but for sure but before no uh, most people didn't have the foresight to do uh you know how much chris tucker got do paid stuff like that phase on phase on love who played big worm he got five thousand dollars guess how much chris tucker next main lead in the movie got paid Twenty thousand. Ten thousand. Ooh. So I think he did pretty good, Faison Love. 
Wow. Like Chris Tucker had to do a lot more than you, and he only got five grand more. For sure, but he had <laughs> yeah. some nice-looking khakis on for this. They look brand new. Chris Tucker looks good in this film. Like mm-hmm. He's put together well. That's a... Oh, I do have one thing that I want to say negative <laughs> about Devo. Okay. Unless he just doesn't care about weed. When, they ta- when they're like, Devo's coming, and they hide everything, including the weed... Wouldn't if it's so good? Wouldn't he be able to smell it? Smell it? Ah, uh, maybe. Or does he or just maybe not the smoke care? Smoke always that? smells like weed. Yeah, I don't know. Who cares? Uh, so when you first saw this movie, do you know how old you were the first time? Were you I, young? I think I saw it when this came out on tape. That's wild. Like, well, my brother and my uh, uh, cousin Mike are here. Yeah, they're older. They're so. older. They're watching this kind of shit. It, Beavis and Butthead is probably out by now, right? So I'm 95, get, yeah. I'm getting into stuff that's like, he. I see. I didn't have that older influence. My sister and I were so close in age yeah. that uh, we everything was just like relative for both of us. And I had the older influence for my brother being eight years older than me, mm-hmm. and my cousin Mike being older than my brother. Yeah. So he's getting influence from Mike, and I'm getting influence from Bob. And your aunt Pam. Yeah, well, Mike was influencing in uh, some negative ways a little bit. <laughs> no, not just weed. It's just Bob took. Weed to other places that it didn't need to go to. So did you like <laughs> this movie the first time that you watched it yes, when you were young? I've enjoyed this movie since I remember it. didn't fall it. flat on a kid who No, because didn't Chris Tucker is like so animated. That's who you'll cling on to first if you're a kid. The Even guy though he's like a pothead and stuff and you were like, that, I'm never going to do that. That never bothered me what he was doing because like, I don't have to do it just to enjoy that guy. And, you know, things... He's so cartoon... He's like Bugs Bunny almost, so... It just works when you're a kid. And there's something that's just, I don't know, it just it feels homey about this movie. Yeah, it's, homey. It's cozy. <laughs> so would you recommend this today? Um, That's a hard question. <laughs> it's not a hard question. I think it's just not a simple answer. Yep, true, true. You pedantic fuck. <laughs> I I think it's a movie that you maybe don't rewatch a lot because you don't need to. I would be scared to recommend it. I'll recommend it. Fuck it. Yeah, you should watch Friday. It's got some jokes in it. John Witherspoon's funny enough in it that I think it's good enough. Now, should you judge me on if did I think all of this was funny? No. Did some of it fall flat? Like Chris Tucker's like low key. Anti-gay jokes? Those kind of were like, eh. And uh, making that girl out to be a monster that I... That wasn't really that big. In my brain, I made her look way worse. And then when she showed up on the screen, I was like, no, she's just a thick woman. And like, she was actually kind of (laughs) cute. And she wasn't (laughs) bald-headed. She had some hair. She just had... And uh, what's her name? She had some fucking short hair, too. Nobody brought that Nia up. Long. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was very weird so as well. So things like that and being like, wow, she's a big girl. And he's like, humongous. I was like, no, she's not. No, <laughs> she wasn't humongous. <laughs> so things like that, I kind of go, yeah, I mean, but that's my 2023 brain. So. But, and that's also uh, not like a young kid, like barely adult brain either. Like, young people aren't, like, mature like that usually. Yeah. Unless you have, like, a type where you like thicker people. Yeah. <clears throat> Most younger, immature guys are just going to be like, eh, I don't want some big chick. And it's like, well, just wait. 
because time changes all of our bodies <laughs> and time has changed his body quite a bit too he does not look quite the same who are we talking about chris, chris tucker. tucker he's thicker now yeah and his face looks a bit different than yeah, it used to it definitely does so it's just it's just uh, i think a very um immature young person way of looking at things and these guys were young when they wrote it yeah so. and uh, so things like that or what I say, think of when I'm like, eh. and you know, it's like not made. I don't know how to. There's other comedies that would represent me more than Friday, but I still think you should watch Friday because I do laugh at it still. What is funny is funny. Yes. But for me, would I watch it again? I don't know that I need to, but I wouldn't be like against it. I do think that it does lull a little bit because my favorite character isn't in it nearly enough. Yeah. But uh, so I think I may be more interested in pieces. If I'm just like, I want to see this John Witherspoon part. Right. I was going to say, maybe it works better in YouTube clips now. <laughs> yeah. But that's also because my brain is shit. <laughs> and it's uh, it like smaller uh, pieces of things more than long form stuff. Um, rating this zero out of 10 all over the movie watching cat. <laughs> I would think that uh, for me... I give this like a 6.5. I was going to give it a 6. So, around there. like Yeah. It's pretty good. I don't need to watch it. It's not bad. Really good. It's, pretty it's good. not one of the greats to me. It's, in my head, I will still make quotes from it. I've been quoting that John Witherspoon line for years. Greg, I've been smelling your shit for 22 years. You can smell mine for five minutes. Which is like, disgusting. <laughs> to have your father make you come into the bathroom while he's taking a shit and talk to you is disgusting. And the noises that are being made during that scene where it's like turds hitting the water, but it's like, boop, mm-hmm. <laughs> Very unrealistic sounds. Uh, describe this movie in... Oh, wait. You did, you did write this. Six. No, yeah. Uh, describe this movie in one word. Um... Describe this movie in one word. It's Friday, Friday. <laughs> Get it down on Friday. I think this works. Man. Ah, okay. <laughs> I know what you're doing. Which, by the way, is a terrible way to end that movie. The end of this movie is bad. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> Smokey's sitting, laying in bed. I'm done. I'm going to rehab. You'll get your money. Yeah, it's bad. You know I made, you, I made that up. And you know this, man. And looking at the camera again, breaking the fourth wall. Mm-hmm. Talking to us, the audience. But anyway, what's your one word? Was it Friday, Friday, Friday? No, it's not. <laughs> it's a character's name that I think is just fun. And I've said it many <laughs> times during this movie. And I think, I mean, not a good character, but a good name. I'm going Debo. No. Oh. That is my... I thought you were going to say this. Craig. No. <laughs> no, for me, I think Debo is a funny word. And uh, I, he, I think of this movie when you say Debo. Debo. That word works. So I knew the name Debo without being that familiar with this movie because he's just kind of <laughs> like, he's a character in the world. So True. Debo. Uh, we are finished with the questions, Boom. Sam. We are finished with Friday. Boom. It is Saturday. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. In the park. Are you ready for what is next? Please lay it on me. This is going to be an easy. I think this is going to be an easy one. Okay. I'm predicting the future. For me, it's it's butter. The shags. For me, no. I thought about it, but it's too. It's unlistenable. Uh, 
I consider this a flawless album. Oh, interesting. So, uh, what the w- fuck is this going to be? We've already listened to one album by this band before. Kay. This is a band from the it's 90s. Alice in Chains? We will be listening to the album. It is the debut core by Stone Temple Pilots. Oh, we've done a Stone Temple Pilots album? Yes. Interesting. We did Purple, which is the second album. Hmm. Core? Core. 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 <laughs> All right. Well, that's the end of the podcast. Went about our usual movie length. Longer than the movie. <laughs> so is my inspiration for living a fun, filled life. Sure. Everyone, thanks for listening. That was our discussion about Friday. We're going to have to watch it next Friday. <laughs> I guess that... Uh, I think I saw that Mia Long was a dancer in this video. Oh, really? all of the billion credits that she has. Still beautiful at 50-whatever years old. Mia Long. Mia Long. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. We're listening to Star Wars Pilots. See you then. Someone Hear you then. Hear you then. Hear ye, hear I'll probably ye. like this one more. It's early. It's the first album, right? Yeah, you know a lot it's of it. It's going to be grungy. I've listened to it around you a bit. You know it. I think I have to poop. Let's get out of here. Now bye. let's talk longer and drag it out. No, forever. I got to poop. Bye, bye, bye. Mm, bye. You can smell my shit for five minutes. Just like teaching the song. When I float, niggas know it's time to take a hike. Because I grab the mic and flip my tongue like a dyke. I got rhymes to